The Koi Gig Pod has made a new signing. Your goalkeeping coach is your god. Emma Byrne is joining Kathleen and Karen this season. Keep up to date with all the WSL action every Tuesday and subscribe to the feed in the OTB Sports app now. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. I'm delighted to say Gareth A. Davis is back with us. Gareth, good morning to you. How are you? Very good morning, Jaron Shane. Good morning. Uh, we are excited. We think about the prospect of one of the most eagerly anticipated fights of the last decade finally being made. And we're just very close to it. There's like a finger hovering over the button, but the button, as far as we know, has yet to be pressed. What's your understanding of where we are with regards to the fight actually finally being made? Well, between Fury and Joshua, obviously. Um, uh, well, we hope the the fight goes ahead and we hope that it will be signed this week. I mean, uh, woulda, shoulda, coulda. Um, I, I won't believe it. I remain sceptical about it until they genuinely sign the contract and, and, you know, we have a press conference saying that these guys are going to step in a ring together. Um, we're told it's December the 3rd, Principality Stadium in Cardiff. As you say, it would be a massive occasion if it does happen. I, I, I do tend to think that it's maybe a bluff that Fury made, you know, a couple of weeks ago that's kind of gone right. Um, and a series of fortuitous events would get them in the ring together. It, it makes sense in a lot of ways um, for Anthony Joshua to take it. And it, it makes sense for him not to take it as well. But... Um, I really hope it's going to get over the line. It's a massive fight over here, one that looked a long, long way away when when Joshua lost twice to Alexander Usyk. But the way that certainly the algorithm in in heavyweight boxing is very weird. So it wouldn't surprise me if it falls apart, but it wouldn't surprise me if it happens, if I can put it like that. What do you think is... um, Let's start with the Joshua side of it. What's his motivation for getting in against Fury at this stage of his career? Well, look, he's lost three of his last five. He's desperately frustrated with himself that he lost those two fights to Alexander Usyk. I was out there in Saudi Arabia. It was a much improved performance. Sorry, I'm, I set my alarm at the wrong time. That's all right. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> um, but the, um, the, 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 he was desperately disappointed with himself for the loss to... Um, to Yusik in, in, in Saudi Arabia. It was a terrible performance a year earlier in, in at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium here in London. Um, and I think he knows that Tyson Fury could have fought Alexander Usyk and kind of walked away and no one would have had a doubt that, or, or there wouldn't have been enough doubt there that people would debated, oh, Joshua might have beaten Fury and he could have walked away potentially and, and not boxed again Fury and, and, and probably would have ended up as the dominant figure in the era um, so the fact he gets the opportunity to fight Fury is one thing and, and he probably believes he can beat Fury so there's a kind of there's a parallel route there where it's it's kind of there's a lot of jeopardy there for him there's a lot of risk he's really rolling the dice because conventional boxing wisdom would say don't come, don't fight your toughest fight when you on the back of two losses. Um, but if he takes it now, he, obviously he's earning really well from it, and he wins. And as Eddie Hearn told me last week, he's God again. You know, he's God. 
Um, I don't think he beats Fury now. Um, but yeah, again, I think those two things, it's a chance to fight Fury that he might never have. And it's a chance to get back and win the WBC belt. Of course, the belt he's never won, but a chance to beat Fury. So um, I, I think that's the, that's the drive for him. That's the motivation. In terms of the actual matchup itself, right? You, you said conventional wisdom is about not fighting after the, the two successive defeats. I think conventional wisdom would suggest that people think that whatever skills Usyk have, has, Fury also has, except he's also just a much bigger man. So there's a possibility he gets dominated in this fight. And while if he wins, he's God, if he loses badly, could that be the end? We're certainly close to the end game. There's no doubt about it. It's close to an end game, but there's still, he's still a massive commodity in the boxing world. He's still a huge draw. People will, I think Frank Warren and um, Eddie Hearn, the, the rival promoters on both, both sides of the, uh, of the negotiation, believe it'll do 2 million pay-per-view buys. I don't disagree with them at all. Um, I mean, you know, and if it's, if it ignites even more, and they, they, they really build it. I haven't got long, remember. Um, but I, I think it will be a big fight. And like you say, if 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 Joshua is embarrassed in the fight um, and he's popped by Fury's jab and Fury dominates him and, and, and beats him up and stops him in six, seven, eight rounds, then, then it could be a tough road for, for Joshua. But I still think there's a Deontay Wilder fight there and a, a Dillian White fight. I th- think there's still an appetite there he's earned, he will have earned hundreds of millions anyway um by the time he's fought fury i think people will be interested in a dillian white fight and a deontay deontay wilder fight with joshua is a shootout and dillian white and 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 joshua has all the kind of fire it's got there's a fire under it because they don't like each other so there's still a couple of fights there but that kind of that the redemption road is is December the third. It's 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 getting over the bridge to Cardiff. Um, that that that's the redemption night for me. He did perform a hell of a lot better in Saudi Arabia against Yusuf, and in the ninth round, um, he was brilliant and he went for it. And I had him five four at that point. I know a lot of people don't agree with those that scoring, but Joshua put on a much better performance. His problem is his boxing IQ, and he's admitted that. He wishes he'd had a longer amateur pedigree. And as you rightly say, Fury's a tricky opponent. Six foot nine, elusive, um, in and out, um, almost in a trance when he fights. But in some ways, might be less elusive just to give a little bit of open door for Joshua. He may be a slightly easier opponent than a tricky southpaw because he's orthodox for Joshua. So it's a good... Look, we're all excited by it, aren't we? We want the fight to be signed. It'd be amazing to see. A year and a half ago, it was the the richest, probably the richest fight we've ever seen in British boxing. Um, It's still close to being that now, probably worth £80 million. So please, let's get it over the line. Gareth, I've heard the argument made uh, regarding Joshua that you know he has so many business interests outside the ring as well that, that he has to focus on and, and give time to. And look, without diving into the realm of, of excuses territory for Joshua here, and, and fair play to him for having all those business interests, but if you're fighting someone like Tyson Fury, it's really tough from a boxing perspective to have your thoughts anywhere else outside the ring. Is that something that he's going to have to maybe put to, put to one side if he has a fight like this coming up? Yeah, I mean, look, look, look how we are with him, though, you know. 
Um, he's got too many interests. Um, the, he's so easy to criticise, and yet he's done so little wrong other than lose three fights, and he avenged one of them against Andrew Ruiz. I find myself thinking about that with him, that you know he had 36-odd am- amateur fights before he won the Olympic super heavyweight gold a decade ago, pretty much a decade ago to the day. Um, it, well, it was, no, it was, it was August, wasn't it? But the, the, he's earned hundreds of millions of, of pounds. He's... He, he's done nothing wrong in 10 years. He's been an emblematic of a great period in boxing. Um, he's definitely brought boxing to the fore in, 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 in this country and, you know, and for lots of other boxers. He's been very much a gravy train. Um, I'm told that he is really dedicated behind the scenes we don't see a lot of him by the way we only see him in fight weeks and you know in the odd training day you know they're they're very much less is more i i don't i have i just think that he's i just think that he's come up against there's a couple of guys in in this generation in in this boxing era in alexander rusik and tyson fury who have greater skills than him and i think at the very elite level at the very top where changing the pattern of a fight or changing the pattern of a game, whatever it is, relies on a brilliance. Um, he's just fallen short with his boxing abilities. I don't, I don't, I think he has got a lot of interests outside, but as far as I can see, he's utterly dedicated to his task. From Fury's perspective, was this the richest fight available to him, do you think? Because, again, talking about motivation, you've explained really well what Joshua's motivation is. Um, it's, a, it's a massive gamble, but there is also then, if he, if he performs well in defeat, there are those other fights against um, Wilder, I think in particular, would definitely have a, a market. Um, from Fury's perspective, is he just ticking stuff off before he, he finishes? Or is it like, well, that's the easiest fight that I can make and make the most money off. What do you think is going on in his head when he's um, engaged in that game of bluff that ultimately he wins? Well, that's a, that's a thesis question, really, because what's going on in Tyson Fury's head at 8.07 in the morning um, on a Wednesday <laughs> morning is, is such a deep subject that probably he doesn't even know. Um, you know, it's, it's, Tyson Fury is a law unto himself. To, I mean, if I was to mooch around in his head right now... Um, I, I obviously, as we know with Tyson, he retires, then he's going to fight. I mean, I remember him telling me I, I did a couple of tour dates with him um, recently. Um, you know, the, his um, his after party tour, his homecoming tour, and um, you know, he was genuinely on the phone that night in Bristol when I was with him uh, on stage. He was on the phone to the world's strongest man, the Mountain, talking about having a fight with him in November. That was probably a few weeks ago. Um, he is thinking he he, he did. <laughs> I did get teased and warmed up that he was having a fight with Derek Chisora. Um, I had heard about Manuel Char in the background. I think for Tyson Fury, he, he you know, he's so he, the transformation in him as a, as a person and his public facing persona um, is, you know, someone who he's a huge star, isn't he? He's become a massive mainstream star in a different way. To, to that which Anthony Joshua is, um, and I think he's—I think he's conflicted. I think he wants to walk away, but then when he doesn't 
box or goes to the gym for a while, I think his his, his mind wanders and he's not as happy. And obviously, he's de- definitely devoted to his family. I, I, I've been around him with his family. He loves his family. There's no doubt about that. Um, but with his mental health issues, I think he needs to be active and needs to be creative. Um, he's found an avenue there, you know, with the WWE. He turns up in Cardiff and he, you know, forearm smashes someone in the WWE and it looks like he's just stood up and done it from the VIP seats. But it's all kind of organised. There's so much he can do. There's a Netflix series being made about him at the moment. There's there's a third book out. There's, there's his, his ferocity drinks. I think all these things with Fury... Um, he needs to be busy. So I think in his mind, kind of in pugilistic terms, I think he's definitely in his mind, I genuinely think he wanted to fight Joshua and he wanted to fight Usyk. And after that, there isn't really anyone else. He may fight Wilder for a fourth time. But I, I mean, I remember asking him after the third Wilder fight, is that enough now? And there's a part of him that thinks it's enough. Um, he has spoken to me about the dangers of being in big bruising fights. I mean, he has been dropped four times by Wilder. There's, um, he's been in big bruising fights. So I think to go back to two weeks ago, I think it was a bluff. I think he thought, you know what, I don't want a treading water fight because Usyk doesn't want to fight me because they planned to fight Usyk on December the 17th. Usyk said he wasn't ready. He was obviously buying time um, to be ultimately in his fittest possible condition to fight Fury. So they, so Usyk withdrew until it was going to be February next year. And then Fury thought, I don't want a treading water fight in December. And I think he sat there one day and he went, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to call Joshua out. And I think that's what happened. And I think, because he thought, you know, why don't I fight Joshua now? What's the problem? We're both free. I can't fight Usyk yet. And I think that's what happened. I think that's how we've got here today. That's my theory on it. So um, his so plan is well. to have that fight, win that fight, and then fight Usyk. And from a boxing perspective, perhaps right off into the sunset of WWE or some, you know, yeah. like uh, Ali style fighting um kind of... Well, whoever. Yeah, exhibitions. Yeah. And we see it all the time now. I mean, Mayweather's going down the list, isn't he? I think Conor McGregor will do it at some point, you know? Um, the, you know, it, it's, what, it's, it's what's going on right now. I mean, it, that, you know, it's just one of those things. If you can get eyes on it, you, you can. But um, I, I, I think you're right. I think beat Joshua, beat Yusuf. He doesn't really... He's the veritable number one. He's the king of the jungle in this era and the heavyweight. There's no question about it if he beats those two. But, he, you know, it's, it's conceivable... If the Joshua Fury fight is entertaining and goes twelve rounds and goes points, which is which is definitely possible, um, then they do, they do it again, you know. Um, and then you know he stretches out fighting Usyk the year after or whoever it is at that point. Maybe it's Joe Joyce who's beaten Parker who wins the WBO, and um, you know Fury's thirty four. I mean, he could easily heavyweights are in their prime at this age. He could easily go on. To 36 but you know how much is enough you know you said there you know 12 rounds could be quite possible Gareth and I know it's, it's early to be having this look ahead and the bookies have probably had their say in terms of who the favourite is already uh, we had Gavin Casey the Irish boxing journalist on off the ball quite recently and he said if they fought 10 times Fury probably wins all 10 but you have to remember he was dropped by Wilder as well like is there, is there any argument you can make for, for Anthony Joshua beating Tyson Fury 
Yeah, you can. He's got a, he's got massive puncher's chance, and 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 he he's he's. It only takes a, a prime fury, a prime fury on the night wins. There's no question in my mind, but it's a slightly off kilter fury, or one that gets injured during the fight, or um, one who's too reckless. You can't write Anthony Joshua off completely. He does have a chance, but um, definitely. But um, for me, I think if, if if Fury goes in, then that trance-like state. I think he just. I think he keeps Joshua in control behind his jab. He ties him up. Um, he moves. Um, there's probably a couple of moments of drama, but I think he breaks him down. And you know, Joshua's shown some vulnerability around the chin as well. So I, I, I see an eight. You know an eighth, ninth round stoppage for, for Fury. That's how I see the fight. This is, we expect it to be made this week if it's going to get made. Like it, it's going to happen very quickly. The date seems to be December the 3rd in Cardiff. Um, the split seems to be 60-40. A lot of those details have been made public in a way that suggests that those conversations have been had. You know, Just from, from watching these stories over the years, there's a lot of detail here versus some previous times where, oh, this fight's about to be made and we don't really know the terms of it. So, uh, has there, is everything acceptable do you think at this stage is your instinct I know you said you wouldn't be surprised either way but is your instinct that we're more likely to see this happen and if it is going to happen it's going to happen in the next 48 hours or so I'm sorry to give you a kind of really anodyne answer but my, my, my instinct is to be sceptical right um, because um, yes the initial agreements are there you know the fight agreements December 3rd Cardiff these two guys 60-40 split um but now we're into the detail. The contract went over last Friday. Obviously, the the death of um, Elizabeth II, the Queen, um, caused a bit of delay because they didn't want to um, do. They wanted to, you know, be respectful and not, you know, go out, go, go get into the detail in that period. And wanted a couple of days off um, because people were mourning and the country was in mourning. So, uh, and again, yesterday will have delayed it. So. Um, it's, it depends whether they whether they agree on the fine print. Now, um, the broadcasters we hear are on board. I spoke to Eddie Hearn last week. I think Thursday he was in Las Vegas for Canelo and Golovkin, and he was um, saying that they just about to get the contract. They got the contract on Friday. It all comes down to that detail on whether they agree on it. You know what those things are. We don't know at the moment. Um, you know, obviously Fury will walk last, he's the champion, all those kind of things. But um, it's whether they really want it now. And if they do really want it, we will get the fight. Okay. Well, we're looking forward to it. And as you said, we are excited about it genuinely at this stage because it's not too late. It's not. It, it doesn't have the bang of um, Mayweather, Pacquiao, which was like two years after we actually really wanted to see it. This is still just in that window where we think, okay, this is this is good. Uh, one thing I did want to ask... They're still in their prime. They're still in their prime, so it's fine, in my view. It's just, you know, Joshua Joshua's been a little bit exposed by 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 a boxer with, with brilliant skills who's smaller and, 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 you know, waspish in the ring and moves around very cleverly. But, you know... It, He's, he's, he's not a busted flush, in my view. I mean, he's, he has been a little bit gun-shy. That was a much-improved performance in Saudi. Yeah, I think that's all fair. One last thing I just wanted to ask you. Chris Eubank Sr. has been very public about his concern about the make-weight fight that Chris Eubank Jr. is going to fight Conor Ben at in basically less than a month. It's a couple of weeks now at the O2 yeah. Arena. Um, it's £157 is the weight. Is, is Chris Eubank Sr., does he have a point here? 
Yeah, he does, because it is dangerous when you're cutting weight. But Chris made 160 regularly. He's got to lose three more pounds. It's not inordinate. Um, the Boxing Board of Control are, are monitoring. I spoke to them last week when Chris, Chris Eubank Sr. raised those concerns. Um, I did speak to um, the Boxing Board, and they said they're monitoring regularly on the way to the way. And I've had a very deep conversation with Chris. I, think I wrote a piece in The Telegraph about it last week, actually, in which Chris um, was saying he's not taking a nutritionist, which seems a little bit foolhardy, but he, um, he's got notes from his entire career on what foods were good and bad for him. And he said if he doesn't, if he gets close and eat to the fight and he isn't dropping those final, say, three or four pounds, then, then he will um, you know, get help on board. Um, look, I think his father raised concerns. He's lost one son already, tragically, last year. So that's a father-son conversation. Chris wants him, his father in the corner. Um, but, I, but I think, you know, it's, it's, uh, I think it's a fight that will go ahead. I, I mean, I, and yes, he, he's made those concessions. It makes it it's very big over here, this fight. You know, it's, it's very, there's a lot of interest in it. You know, Dazone using it like they did with Canelo and Golovkin and and, and, and KSI and Swarms, if I can say that, because I was at that with Talk Sport the other day as well. It sold out the O2 Arena as well uh, in, in a couple of hours. Um, YouTube uh, celebrity boxing. Um, and and I, think, I think there's concerns on both sides because cause Ben is coming up, Conor Ben is coming up in a lot of weight as well. It's... You know, it's two weight divisions. Welterweight to middleweight is always a big challenge. You know, Sugar Ray Leonard did it successfully against Marvin Hagler all those years ago in a fight where he was elusive. But it's the other way around in in this contest. It's Ben who likes to come forward against Eubank, who's who's very, very, um, he's a very resilient fighter. Who's I think is underrated. Chris Eubank uh, Jr. I think he's underrated in his career. He's been in with some really good opponents. He only lost to George Groves and Billy Joe Saunders. No harm there. Look what mm. George Groves did. Look what um, Billy Joe Saunders did. So um, I think it's a terrific fight. Yes, there, there are always concerns about cutting weight because it's not good for the membrane around the brain. It's not good for the you know the inherent dangers that exist uh, in boxing. But these fighters want these fights, and they're all, also earning an extraordinary amounts of money, Jeff, for, for doing this. Gareth, we leave it there. Always great to talk to you. Thanks a million for joining us. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.